This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by SkinandBones.ca. Do you need photos taken for an upcoming live show or a photo shoot for a new album? Do you want professional results without the hassles of worrying about whether or not your photographer is getting the right shots? Then book your next photo shoot with SkinandBones.ca today. I do it, and they even make me look good. SkinandBones.ca. Book it now. Twelve billion air miles to date. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? This is Intergalactic Interviews, episode thirty-six, I believe. That might not be correct, but hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, MD of the Boomsday Alliance, and I am sitting here with none other than the very talented and lovely singer slash songwriter slash singer. Okay, I can say it if I if I say it. Okay, but ladies and gentlemen, we're sitting here with Baron. Yes. Hello. Hello, Baron. How's it going? I'm doing really great. Excellent. How are you doing? Good. It was a beautiful day today. It was fantastic. It reminded me of that song by Peter Guns and Lord Tariq, Deja Vu. <laughs> you just love that intro. I love it because it fakes out girls that think, oh my God, here comes Shakira. I never know a dance like this. Shakira, Shakira. Everyone thinks that that's what it's going to be. They and just want to tell you their hips don't lie. That's right. Hips don't lie and I learned to feign to lie. I'm just like, <laughs> listen, ladies. It actually turns out that I know that song way better as Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. And uh, it's good. Don't don't you know like don't you like the part that goes? Is there any hip lying in the other version? Uh, yo, I I think he has a holster on his hip at one point. I would like to see how a hip lies. Yeah, my hips don't lie. Does that mean she's being slutty? Is that what that means? I don't know. Maybe it means she has to do everything standing up. Because <laughs> she came from gang money. She came from Brazilian favela money. Yeah, that's true, right? Are you are you are you throwing out allegations that she may or may not be uh, the transgender persuasion? Transgender? You think she's transgender? You said that she has to do everything standing up because her hips don't lie. Oh, as in lie down? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Sideways, Christ! Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here with Baroness, and I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, take two. <laughs> but uh, it feels like deja vu, indeed. And who knows why? But I'll tell you this. Baron has just come off and is in the midst of a media tour. Yes. And she's doing, uh, what, a quadrillion radio stations. A lot. Um, she's doing a lot of terrestrial radio. And then somehow she got talked into doing this show. I have no idea how. And uh, Extraterrestrial. That's right. And, and don't check your dials, ladies and gentlemen. This is indeed a female on Intergalactic Interviews. Go I don't ahead. just have a high-pitched voice. You are an ovary owner. How does it feel to be on this show? It feels good. I, I'm excited that I'm the first ovary owner on the show. <laughs> That's correct, right? I'm actually number one. Yes. We had Fanny Adams, from uh, who's the front lady of Spree Killers. Uh, shout out to my brother's band going on tour in a couple days. Nice. Um, so not the first. She was, Second. Well, she was on in... In a group sense with other people. So I've never had just a solo female here mm. while I drink and like throw her questions, which is weird. But, <laughs> but uh, this is the situation it is. So I'm number two. Well, you're number one in, in our hearts. Oh, perfect. Come on. Come on. You guys. Uh, I just want to say, Baron, you're a super talented lady. Thank you. You have a new mixtape that just came out. I do. Uh, 
It's called Mixtape, from what I gather. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I wanted to make it easy. It's available on your website, baron-s.com. That's correct. That's right. Don't and put... it's all free if you like what you hear. It's free. We don't know what genre to call it. Well, I've been listening to it heavy, and I feel like it sounds like alt-pop. That is the closest, actually, that, that I have come. Yeah, I don't want to brag. I read your bio. I know what's going <laughs> on. You know, I, don't, I, I know It took up. me a while to even come up with alt-pop. <laughs> and, and the worst is some of the, the media tour stops, people ask me, who do you sound like? Could I say it like how they'd say it? Yeah, go for they'd it. They'd be like, so, Baron, here you are now live on 107.7. And uh, we just want to know what exactly is the genre that you play you know radio is actually not so much like that anymore what is it like actually uh i was talking with uh, a few different (laughs) stations about this how the trend has changed that it used to be that big boomy you know movie theater style voice yeah clearly now they're trying to relax it a lot more and make it sound like real people you mean like this podcast perhaps similar but maybe not as cool baron come on Come on. <laughs> yeah, clearly I haven't listened to terrestrial radio since 1992 cuz I'm like, "Baron, how's it going? We got a couple tickets to give away the Baron show." Actually, Have you when was the last time you listened to the radio? The actual radio? Yeah. Uh, I did a bit of work for this uh, public health organization. You may have heard of it before, British Columbia Ambulance. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. But they uh, they had the radio on all fucking day and it would just be like in between the Bruno Mars hand jobs that they give him, like back to back to back to back to back records. Um, occasionally they'd play some, you know, news or advertisements and it would be like, all right, the number one hits, nothing stopping us. And they'd, they'd always stop the music to let us know that there are no commercials, even though that in and of itself is a commercial. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe like a little while ago, while ago, it's been it's been quite a while. But had I known you'd been on the radio, Baron, I would have tuned in uh, at least to the online website. Well, at least they're not <laughs> playing my song at nauseum right now. Ad <laughs> nauseum, yeah. What are, what are you thinking? Right, which yeah. is like definitely what I think about Katy Perry's music. I can't handle it anymore. They've played it so much. Do you think if K- Katy Perry, excuse me, as I drink into the mic. Uh, <laughs> Do you think if Katy Perry had, like, a negative A cup? First of all, is that a measurement? I don't think so. No. You mean, like, a concave chest? Yeah. Concave. That's exactly what I'm looking for. She had a concave dent in her chest, as opposed to whatever's going on with her fun bags right now. Would you think that she'd be as popular as she is right now? That's a weird question. Come on. (laughs) That's an accurate question. I, have a, I don't know. I mean, I guess, are you asking, without her image, would her music be popular? Is I, that the root of the question? I guess what I'm really asking is, is she a firework? Oh, that is a weird question, Come too. on. <laughs> Come on. Can we just stay with I don't like Katy Perry? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Is it that she's fucked Russell Brand? Is it that? Oh, that's I why? actually love Russell Brand. I wish that... In fact, I, I wonder <laughs> how that happened. Well, I, he seems so smart to me. I, I, I was very late to this party, but I, I recently watched uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, that's and, a wicked uh, movie. The whole time I was just like, wow, this is basically him and Katy Perry. Like he actually ended up living that that whole scenario, which is like so fucking funny. Because like she wanted like a really weak beta, not a very, like she didn't want this like alpha dude who's able to bang out any chick ever. 
he, he she wanted like this weak beta guy to wait in the hotel and you know like change her afterwards or whatever the fuck uh so i think the weird thing is he used to he used to bang the fuck out of Katy perry and now he, at one point he was just like yeah, it's not worth it. It's just the sex is not worth it for whatever your personality is. So I would like to know what she's actually like in person. Yeah. I mean, some of her stuff, it's not actually that I dislike her so much. It's just that her stuff is in way more places than necessary. And way so, more? Yeah. I just think that, I mean, I do think obviously she has a lot of fans out there, but I think that the way the industry is just kind of puking out her material <laughs> at us. Uh, it just, I can't handle it anymore. I've heard it so much. I, I actually thought that her music, especially when she first came out, was um, more interesting. Like even her her first single, the uh, I Kissed a Girl. Yeah. You know, and she, here I she comes from a, a really religious background. Like that's that's interesting. That's somebody who's like taking risks and making moves and well, you know what I mean? But now it just seems very formulaic to me and part of the machine. And I just thought of a game. Do you want to play? Sure. Okay. So we're going to try and find someone that you dislike more than Katy Perry. Okay. Okay. So in this case, I'm making this up on the fly. So okay, go for so it. So bear with me. Okay. Okay. So we're going to declare the champion right now, the champion of your hate. The champion of my hate. Which is Katy Perry, okay? No, it's not Katy Perry. But, oh, I see. We're, that's the game. Yes. Is that we have yes. to. Yes, we're going to see who you dislike more than Katy Perry. Okay. okay. So um, the champion of your hate currently is Katy Perry. And we're going to find out who you don't like uh, based on the names that I'm going to say right now, okay? So I'm going to say a name. And if you still think it's Katy Perry, then you have to say Katy Perry. Okay. Okay. It's okay. like a greater or less than yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. Basically like more hate or less yeah. hate. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Okay. We'll start off easy. Okay. I'll just throw you one. Uh, I don't know. Let's say, uh, let's say Britney Spears. I actually quite like Britney Spears. Right. Yeah. Brit Brit. Big fan of the Brit Brit. Yeah. Okay. I grew up with Britney Spears, man. Yeah. And also I have a dance background and Britney Spears. In fact, I even, when she, when it first became glaringly obvious that she was lip syncing, I actually went to bat for her for a bit there saying, because really Brittany is a f- fantastic dancer. Mm. And, and especially when she first started, she was doing so much movement as part of her performance that I really think there's not a, a way that a human could sing while doing that much movement. You know what I mean? It was yeah. more like, I mean, yes, she was calling herself a singer, but really I thought she was more a performer or a dancer. And so it didn't bother me that she was lip syncing. Um, mind you, I would say as you know, things got on later in her career, she got a little bit lazier with the dance stuff like and then bald. continued to <laughs> lip sync, yeah. which was sad for me. Cause I was like, I've been going to bat for you as a dancer you okay, know, and so you just, so with okay, I'll now you're it. doing what? <laughs> okay, so so Britney Spears, uh, less than Katy Perry. Okay, so Kat- that, we we need like a word. Yeah, what is we the, like we, we need you just to say Katy Perry. Like like the question that, oh, hanging over our heads for this whole thing is, do you like blank more than Katy Perry? And then you say no, Katy Perry. What's like what's like the worst though? Can we have like a word of like what we're crowning them with? Okay. Um, they should be, almost be like redeemed if you, if you don't say Katy Perry. How about uh, musical tuna fish? 
Music. Okay, here that's, we go. That's what we're voting on. Okay, who's, try... who's more musical tune of fish? All right, and Britney Spears is our our uh, way to attune this uh, this this whole competition. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. Britney Spears. <laughs> Britney Spears or Katy Perry? Yeah. Musical tune of fish. Katy Perry. Okay. Um, Christina Aguilera. Versus Katy Perry. That's right. Uh, musical tuna fish, Katy Perry. Right. Okay. Well, you cheated on that one because I already said that I like Christina Aguilera. That's well. I just I'm, I'm trying you to I'm trying to give us a, a we little baseline. That's right, a baseline to understand. Here's the next one. Ready? Uh, let's just go with uh, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton doesn't that, make music. Yeah. You're telling me. You're telling me. I, I don't like any of her records. <laughs> they're tor- They're fucking horrible. Horrible. Uh, I would like to hear that. What do you think she would sound like? I think she'd be classy. I think she'd be like, like. Uh, Maybe like, she'd be doing like spoken word over over music. <laughs> she'd be like sitting in his chair, playing his saxophone over me again. <laughs> I wonder. Will the winter ever come? <laughs> <laughs> Memoirs to Bill. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the way that she starts presenting her political opinions. She's probably going to win that next election. Heads like, the fuck like up. Like Flight of the Concords meets House of Congress. What's your favorite Flight of Concords song? Oh, good question. There's so many good ones. Maybe Too Many Dicks on the Dance Floor. Too many, too many dicks on the dance floor. Are, <laughs> I've seen that happen a lot in real life. <laughs> I'm a big fucking fan. Well, you DJ. That's why, obviously, yeah. But, too uh, many dicks on the dance floor. I'm very partial to uh, 45 fa, 45 fa, 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 45 fa. I, uh, I don't know if I've seen that one. What? That's the one where they learn French, and then all they do is just say all the French words. I know it's like, bonjour, 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 bonjour. Oh, Come on, ça va. Come on, ça va. It's fantastic. You should check out Fudi Fafa. But, yeah. I like the one where Jermaine starts dating <clears throat> uh, the the Australian chick. Uh, he wakes up in her house and there's like an Australian flag. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, what happened last night? I, I love it. Did you know uh, uh, Brett McKenzie? Brett, Brett McKenzie. Uh, he did all the Muppet uh, scoring for all the new Muppet films. I'm a huge Muppet fan. Awesome. Big fan. And uh, I love all his work. Well, it doesn't surprise me because the Muppet, they're usually pretty funny. <clears throat> yeah, they're like really good. Like, life's a happy song when there's someone by your side to sing along. I love that song. It's fantastic. I can't say I've watched the new ones. Come on. What's going on? You, why, you don't like, uh, you don't like, uh, what is it, Jason Siegel? You don't like... No, uh, I should have, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, wait, wait. You don't like uh, Ricky Gervais? I work too much, I think, to, That's what it to is. watch that many movies. <laughs> You're traveling. I figured at least there'd be a you know a WestJet or maybe a Canada 3000 in 1997. There's a lot of driving on this trip. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Speaking of your trip, why don't you tell us uh, where this media tour is taking you? So, province-wide, cool. you went to the Maritimes. Yeah, and then I you wanted went... to go home first because I'm from Nova Scotia. That's right. And I'll be in Halifax very soon. And you're going to go check out the Liquor Dome, right? Yeah. The Liquor Dome. I was telling my lady about it and she's very intrigued about the situation. Excellent. Is uh, she going with you? Yes. Nice. Yes, definitely. Nice. We're, we're going to go visit her grandfather who's like, I'm going to say 94, maybe older. Wow. Yeah. And uh, she hasn't seen him in like over a decade. So we're going to definitely go see him and, nice. and see the sights. I've never been to the East Coast. I want to feel the salt and, nice. uh, you know, maybe eat some lobster or something. I don't know. 
see how it goes. There's a, you're probably not there at this time, but at the end of August, there's a huge international busker festival that happens all along the water. Oh, what? In Halifax. It's fantastic. Really? Yeah. Are there like uh, jugglers? Yeah, fire jugglers. There's some bands. There's some, um, what would you call them? Acrobats, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, it's literally performers, magicians. How many um, mimes show up? There might be some mimes, yeah. Uh, a lot of them have like the like the Britney Spears head mic thing going oh, yeah? on. Yeah, whether they're you're, well, you got to think if you're like juggling knives or riding a unicycle or something, it's not really something that you can hold a, a mic <laughs> and do. You're a huge Brit Brit fan. Don't lie. I know the situation. I, I am actually. I'll admit that I'm a huge Madonna fan too. I'm going to Vegas in August. And uh, from what I understand, uh, some of the members of my party are going to be checking out the Britney Spears show. Nice. You know, and uh, uh, I don't know if I'm going. Probably not. What What will it depend on? Uh, the amount of liquor I consume beforehand. It's <laughs> definitely like this. <laughs> not how much the tickets are? No. What? <laughs> That's never a factor. It's more like, am I drunk enough to like, like, here's the thing. What if the snake's there? Well, uh, okay. What if she's gonna do the number with that big snake? That, that's a great. That's a great point because mm. for me, Brit Brit in my heart lives in circa two thousand and three, two thousand four. I'm a slave for you. Oh Toxic my god, was such a great. Oh my song god, too. yeah, big fan, big fucking fan. Actually, you know what's weird? Uh, have you ever heard the uh, the mashup of uh, Lincoln Park's "Faint" with uh, "Toxic"? No, that is actually. Sounds good. It's like Britney Spears rhyming, rhyming, singing over, <laughs> singing over uh, some Linkin Park shit. And everyone's like, everyone listening right now is like, Linkin Park's facts. Why would you listen to it? Blah, blah. I'm like, okay, listen, I didn't say it was fucking amazing across the board. Although that song is pretty badass, but uh, it is what it is. We'll have to check it out. What's the most embarrassing band slash singer that you listen to? I didn't. Answer your last question, though. Can Which we what? back up? You asked me where I went on the media tour. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up where we ended up. We went down a rabbit hole. I started talking about Halifax and stuff. Oh, because you're going sorry. to Halifax. Wait, let me let me readdress the question. Baron, you've been <laughs> so many places recently on your media tour. <laughs> uh, you've been to the Maritimes. And from what I gather, you immediately went to Alberta right after. Now, anyone who owns a map would say that that's a... Like, what the what? Yeah, it's not very linear, but <laughs> you you are protecting your DJing interest, yes. correct? Yeah, so we first, week one, we went home and did uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Newfoundland. Right. And I, I did that strategically, right? Because I am a, a newer artist, and this was the first time that we're launching a project at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to really go out there and, and make friends. The industry is small, and... Right. Um, people want to work together. They want to support each other. They want to know what you're bringing the ta- to the table for their brand. And it definitely helps to go out and do some interviews and make some friends and shake some hands. How do they respond to you? Really well. You're I mean, a nice I guess person. I don't know why they wouldn't. There, it is a mixture at this point, but I, I just have to be thankful for... Um, the honesty that's in the game at this point Mm. because there's no reason for people to um kiss my ass or you know what i mean to to stifle their own opinion so people will tell me they'll be really honest either that they you know that they like the track or that they love the track or that they hate the track (laughs) i think uh, there's no there's no business there's no dollars behind 
it right now. You know what I mean? So I, I am celebrating like it's it's hard. It's like a, a grab bag that you have no idea what's behind the door. Like I would either swing open the door and people are over the moon that I'm there and they want to do an on-air interview and they want me to do drops for their station and they all come out and want photos with me or I get the door <laughs> slammed in my face. <laughs> Will you do a drop for intergalactic interviews right now? Good. Sure. Good. Mm, wait, let me think what I want to say. Um, Can I do it like you first? Are you going to do the drop for me? Yeah. Pretend to be me? Okay, go. Hi, this is Baroness, and I have red hair and, and purple streaks, and <laughs> this is intergalactic like. interviews, and I just... Oh, I don't know. I'm not very good at doing Baron voices. I'm doing I'm, lady voices. Yeah. Oh, my God. Every girl, I, it's either that voice when I do girl voices, or it's, oh, my God, I'm Baroness, and this is intergalactic interviews, episode 36. That sounds like the chicken lady. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm Baroness. Okay, yeah. Well, go ahead. Give us a little drop. I'm Baroness, and you're listening to Intergalactic Interviews. Blow! Boom! Something like like that. I like your style. Perhaps I will edit that out and uh, And throw it in. Yeah, why not? Why not? This isn't one of those BBC clusterfucks. Where at the beginning of every podcast, it's like, you, 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 you're listening, you're listening, you're listening to, you're listening to, you're listening to the, 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 the number one pod podcast. Hi, hi, I'm Eleven of the Summer Game, and you're listening to, and then, hi, hi, we're Baron of, and you're like, well, there's a male Baron in there? That's fucking weird. <laughs> Something like that. It doesn't work. That's that was quite says. the intro. You're listening to. That's like the shittiest fucking i don't know i don't like listening to shows like that i'd rather just be like the real you know the real mean potatoes. The, the real mean potato but you know what i think that's also parallel to what's going on with a lot of uh concert promotion like it used to be more back in the day like get your tickets now it's gonna sell out <laughs> like be there don't miss it and now it's more people like please come to my show <laughs> well i think before it used to be like like this sunday you need to come to the fucking metropolis lopolis and then don't even forget your ticket because you're only gonna need the edge i Something think like. that was a monster truck car rally <laughs> that you were at <laughs> I wouldn't read that voice anywhere else other than, like, uh, wrestling, maybe. And <laughs> do you ever do wrestling promo yeah, out of the studio? <laughs> Overdubs? Mm. Anyway, so the other places I went on the media tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, j- the ticket covers your whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge, edge, edge. Okay, anyway, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, and then I came back to Vancouver to spin, mm. and then I went to <clears throat> Alberta. So, in Alberta, we did Calgary, Edmonton, Lethbridge, Red Deer, mm. and then uh, the week after that, we went to Ontario. And there were so many places in Ontario, I don't think that I can list them all. Um, wow. But obviously, a day in Toronto, we did uh, Sudbury, Barrie, Kingston, London, Kitchener, Guelph. <coughs> and then also, we hopped over to Quebec as well and did Montreal. Mm. So En français? I should have clocked how many... No, I don't spring, speak French. I don't spring French. <laughs> spring? That's how little <laughs> I spring French. I don't spring French. <laughs> all right. We understand. It's okay. But yeah, there was a lot of driving. I should have... I should have kept track of how many clicks I went. That's a lot. It what, would have been a lot. What's yeah. the average day when you do a, a media tour like that? I know people at home listening to this right now are like, um, what does that entail? Like, what, is it, what do you mean media tour? So, like, maybe just break it down for them. When do you wake up? 
It depends. It depends on how <clears throat> far I need to travel for my first stop. Right. Um, generally, I try to make it like in the morning that there is a more of a four hour drive. So if there's a longer drive than that, I'll try to do it the day before. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, maybe I get in quite late, but then I can sleep and get up at a decent ish hour. How do you prep like so? You know, I know it's radio, but there's still a visual element of having to look oh, not like huge. a bag lady. It's right? huge. <laughs> In fact, I think it's funny because even, I mean, even though I'm doing audio interviews and people aren't seeing me, mm-hmm. the uh, the impression that you make at the station, there's definitely people seeing you, right? Mm-hmm. And especially when you're introducing your, your music and your brand to them, there are still a lot of tastemakers at radio, you know, and, and right, you're, right. I mean, fashion and style are so closely linked to, you know, culture and lifestyle right. and music, right? That it, it really is. In fact, we were talking about this earlier about videos, like could music, um, can music fly or stand on its own without the visual of video? That's right. Yeah. And um, I think even the, the answer that you and I were talking about earlier is that I don't think so. Not <laughs> that not I'd anymore. like it to yeah. maybe yeah. be uh, be possible, <clears throat> but I just don't know if if it is. Well, the example we talked about was uh, the weekend, right? Who, who's uh, a gifted writer and a gifted performer, but then you kind of listen, like even live. Like I've heard people say, oh, I went to go see the weekend live, and it's not the same, right? It's not meant. It's like headphone music. It's like you you don't really you don't really bump it. Like maybe at the after party, maybe at like four in the morning or something like that. Maybe that's when you bump it. But it's like, it's not like, uh, you know, like, let's get this party started. And then (laughs) you're like, you don't put that on like, like fucking, you know, 930 PM. I hear it a lot as like the last song of the night at the club. Yeah. You're like, you want to be high for this. And everyone's like, oh shit. It's a fuck 4 AM. I guess we have to get high now. Like. Uh, that, that's what it the weekend's with. on yeah the weekend's on we, yeah, that's the, you set your watch by it you're like oh time to get high I guess Fuck it. the so, drug dealers are all tipping the DJs <laughs> just play like, the weekend yeah, yeah once you put on House of Balloons front to back and yeah. uh, we're all gonna get paid kid we're all gonna get paid but even even though as you were saying like they kept his image from the media for a bit they could only grow his project to a certain point <clears> before <throat> then it had to start going into that arena Baron is he a, is he a bang out candidate can he ever be banged out i don't know come on he's not for me he's not for you not for me he's not he's not very uh, attractive though is he is uh, he i mean everyone is he classically has different handsome tastes, right beauty is in the eye of the beholder <laughs> what are you protecting your answer just tell me if he's classically handsome or not i just it's he's not for me i already said that come on <laughs> classically handsome probably not probably. but i'm sure there are some girls out there that have like a lady heart on for the weekend well, speaking of Lady Hardons, why don't we go to a, a little bit of a Flash 5 rapid-fire question. All right. Are you ready? Is one of them about Lady Hardons? One of them is the first one's about a Lady Hardon, <laughs> hence the segue. Are you ready for this? Oh, dear. Okay, go. Um, George Rush St. Pierre or Jax Teller? Jax Teller. Ooh, nice, nice. And anyone listening at home, just so you know, this is just rapid-fire you got to pick one or the other, Coke or Pepsi. Baron I, already knows because she's I think that I'm going to maybe marry Jax Teller at some point. I don't know if I will get married, but if I do, I think it'll be Jax Teller. Didn't you tell Carly Rae Jepsen that if she ever runs into, uh, what, is his, what is his real name anyway? Charlie, Charlie Hunnam? Hunnam. <laughs> yes, I did tell. Carly has been met, meeting a, a slew of 
famous people. A slew of slews, from what I understand. <laughs> no, I think she gets to meet some really cool people. Sure. But uh, yeah, I just threw that out there to her, you know, because you never know if she'll, she'll end up meeting good old Charlie. All right, all right. Are you ready for this? Next one. Writing or performing? I think performing. But I there's a beautiful yin-yang of of the the two sides. Right, right. And I definitely I think that that is parallel to there's two very different sides of me. There's part of me that uh is a real extrovert and loves <laughs> being with people and uh being in the spotlight and being on stage and and also the the kind of communication that can happen um with that kind of a conversation. There's just something that's electric about it. But at the same time, like any time that, especially if we're on the road doing shows, I come home and I'm just dying to be in sweatpants for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Just sit in a studio cave somewhere or just be at home or somewhere that's really quiet and soothing with like a old school book, just pad and paper. and. Well, here at Amp Records, we are pro sweatpants. It's okay. Yes. You can come on in and write as long as you're writing. If Excellent. You're, if you're not productive, stay at home. In my closet, I have different uh, categories of sweatpants. I have like sweatpants that I sleep in, and then I have like the chill sweatpants, right all the way up to I basically have like dress sweatpants. Now you're rocking your uh, what is these jean cutoffs right now? Yeah, this I guess they're overalls. overalls, right? Okay. All right, so that's that's your current outfit. Yeah. But from what I understand, there's like an epidemic of like like girls that are addicted to jeggings. Leggings. Sure. Leggings. Yeah. Are you one of them? Or you count yourself amongst them? I have some jeggings. Some have, leggings? Well, they're they are specifically jeans that look like leggings. That's what jeggings are. Ah jeggings. It's the yeah, jeans and leggings. <laughs> Married. Even the words, right? Yeah, I'm a guy. I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. But yeah, the the truth of the matter is I think there's an epidemic of men that are obsessed with jeggings on women. That's actually probably what it is, honestly. right? Because it's yeah. it's basically like if you were to take jeans and paint them on someone. Well, I like yoga pants on ladies. I almost like it more than the naked ladies, to be honest with you. That's what Howard Stern said, and I read that, and I was like, that makes a lot of fucking sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I was like, yeah, I'm a big fan of yoga pants. All yoga pants are just Lululemons. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Because Lululemon is in a league of its own. Well, this is how uh, this is how shallow I am. I'm like, as soon as you said, as soon as I said yoga pants, I was trying to make it like a generic brand. And yeah. then as soon as you said Lululemon's, I was like, oh yeah, that's a cut above. That's it <laughs> is. That, yeah, that'll make your ass sore, ladies. That one, that one's nice. But then, uh, yeah, this other one. This like. Do you know what uh, Chip Wilson, who is the creator of Lululemon, do you know what he credits his success to? What's that? It's uh, there's a company called Landmark Education, and uh, they do a lot of personal development and leadership training with people. Landmark, yeah. And so Chip Wilson took it, and out of him taking it, Lululemon was born. And another, there's all these famous businesses that have uh, come out of this education. That it's really interesting because a lot of it, like, is self work. But I think it's when you do the self-work, you get out of your own way and then it allows your your business to flourish. But another one of the famous um, ideas that came out of Landmark was the Matrix. 
Really? The guys who created the Matrix took Landmark, and the last part of the brothers, there's, there's, what are they? Uh, Warchevsky brothers, I believe. Is that how yeah, you say the last name? Something like that. It's uh, one of them I know has had a sex change. It almost looks like Polish, like their name. Yeah, I might have mispronounced their name. I don't even know, but, but yeah, I, they, I, I do recognize what you're saying. The yeah. third part, the third component <clears throat> of Landmark. There's three different segments to it, and the third one is uh, you get a bunch of business coaches to help you bring a possibility to life mm-hmm. that's good for the community, something that's bigger than yourself. And so those guys decided to create the Matrix as their SELP project. Do you want a, do you want a little uh, reality check just for you and I sure. right now? You and I, like a little timestamp just to give us an awareness for a second here? Sure. I believe... The Matrix came out in 1999, which means it came out 15 years ago. Shut up. Doesn't that seem fucking insane? That's scary. What? 15 years ago? That's insane. That it feels it's like still an epic movie, though. Feels like it just came out, doesn't it? It feels like we're living it with Facebook. And <laughs> I'm Twitter pretty and... sure we're getting pretty close. <laughs> like at one point, the the Canadian and, and U.S. and Mexican governments are going to come out and be like, "Look, we gotta we gotta block out the sun." It's the only way to stop these monsters. And then all of a sudden we'll be living the matrix pretty close, pretty close to it. I don't know if we can survive without the sun. (laughs) I think we should be moving to that solar road idea. Have you read about this? No. There's this, this, uh, this team online that have been talking about this solar road idea and, uh, they, they want to replace all of our asphalt roads with these solar roads that like um, absorb the sun all day and then transfer power to these conduits that like give us for forever power essentially like you think about like a road just sitting out there baking in on brilliant. all day yeah, yeah it's super just, brilliant it's already absorbing right? heat so why not make use of why it why not why aren't we doing that like last night i was reading about uh this stupid company kinder morgan that wants to uh, drill a hole through Burnaby Mountain here in British Columbia and uh, and put a pipeline through. And I've read for, I've read from they some people. They must be environmentalists. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like this huge multinational corporation that lobbies the government and you know blah blah blah. But like they want to destroy this conservation area just to put crude oil through. And it's not even crude oil. It's like uh, it's like treated oil with all these extra chemicals. And there was just a huge, huge recent explosion, like 07. Like that's not that far ago. And it was the same technique was used then. So scary. It's very scary. And they want to put 826,000 barrels of oil through a day. Now imagine one day where that just spills out into Burnaby. Right. Of course. Well, and it's basically the same thing with the Enbridge proposed pipeline. Right now there are three pipelines trying to be put through BC residential areas and it's fucking disgusting. It's the Enbridge uh, pipeline. The uh, uh, there's the Trans Canada Corporation that is doing one, and then this Kinder Morgan one that we're talking about. So the th- these three, like when you he- when you say that out loud that there are three pipelines going through the the mountain here in in Vancouver, you're just like, uh, why all of a sudden are there three contracts out? How is this even possible? And then you realize the people responsible for opening up such said contracts are just completely. Uh, I don't know, gutting our country for for resources to sell overseas. It's pretty scary. It's fucking disgusting. It's not cool. I watched a documentary on the on the Enbridge thing, and it was 
very eye-opening. Yeah. There were uh, two people that walked and kayaked the route that they're proposing to put in the, the pipeline. And also where they, they kayaked the uh, the route where the giant tankers will be coming in to yeah. pick up the, the oil. And uh, it just is like asking for disaster. And they also looked at every other pipeline that Enbridge has put in anywhere and they've all ended in disaster there's yeah. not one that has like it's it just demolishes the environment around it when they put it in exactly and then and that's even without a spill you know what i mean and mm. then if a spill happens it's going to destroy the land it's, it's going to hurt over. a lot of animals yeah it'll destroy people's jobs yeah there's the the negatives far outweigh the positives and then I fucking hate, like, like here, let me just break it down for you, okay? Like, I know we're doing this rapid fire five Oh, thing. yeah, we're not very rapid, hey? I don't really care, <laughs> you know? Slow fire. Fuck it. <laughs> Can't get fired for my own shit. It's fine. Who gives a shit? We're going to break this down because this is important. We really have to talk about this for a second. So, I went to go see Maleficent last night. Oh, how was it? Uh, it was pretty badass. It was I pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. Angelina Jolie was actually very good. She captured the whole vibe really She's well. She's incredible. But before the film started... There is like commercials, like there always are, like buy the new Honda, da da da, like or whatever. And then uh, the one commercial that was like weirdly stood out. Okay, now this is a theater; it's like half packed. It's not very full in there, or whatever. And uh, the one commercial came on, and it was just like Enbridge Canada's pipelines, the number one resource controller of our blah 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 blah. And then it's just like. We're taking steps to control your resources, Canada, so we can make it a better land for you and I, Canadian government, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, the first thing that came into my mind, okay, after I booed the announcement. Yeah, was there a reaction in the theater? I, no one said anything after the commercial was uh, was done in the theater, and I, I cut my hands to my face and went, boo! <laughs> like that and that uh, that garnered laughter nice. and uh, a few people laughed in the theater but then i was like man fuck these guys seriously and then uh that caught that kind of like shh shh come on, come on shh, be respectful my girlfriend was like shh. she's like come on come on be respectful nice Canadian yeah boy. which she was right like i shouldn't be swearing at the fucking screen but like at the same time uh it was just ridiculous. I think booing is warranted. It was booing, right? The, the the reason I brought it up immediately was like, okay, wait a minute. I can understand if you're like, say, a new product or a new a new service that needs to be told, like, hey, did you hear about Netflix? You don't have to go to a video store anymore. Blah blah blah. Here's a service that you can download. Da 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 da. Whatever. Okay. Like I can understand that. Yeah. I can't understand why there's like an oil company, like literally directly marketing and lobbying the people who are going to be voting about it. Because there's so much resistance. Exactly. Like, like the ideas behind that are so transparent to me. It just makes me feel like, how the fuck are we even letting this happen? Yeah. Like, like for... Well, and it, that's... You know? Where's that money coming from to pay for that commercial? Yeah. Right? Is it coming from Enbridge or is it coming from the government? And the point of this pipeline as far as i understand is so that our government can make more money more mm-hmm. easily right but it's like you're spending money to try to yeah. get this through couldn't we take that you know there's i mean even in bc the there's you know a pretty serious situation going on with the teachers here right so it's right. like couldn't we be taking this this money that is being used to lobby for a pipeline and putting it 
towards our teachers' salaries or right, right, <laughs> more resources to be in schools because uh, or... they they spin it immediately, right? They'll they'll turn around immediately and say, "Well, the reason why we can't give the teachers what they want is because you're blocking the pipeline. Give us the pipeline, and we'll give the teachers money." And then that never happens. That never <laughs> happens. That never happens. They they never utilize one revenue source to completely support one particular area they never ever do that it's never I have like... a, a particular opinion on on politics in general because i think that we waste a whole lot of money like with the whole campaigning election process and people become part of a party and then they're they have this alliance with their party and then we spend all this money paying these people's salaries so that they can fight each other um and i think that the way the internet is now that we actually don't need the current political system. That's I think true. that we could yeah. have, like, literally people could, you know, suggest what they want um, people to comment on or vote on. And every person across Canada, you know, through their computer could vote on that. And if you're not interested in politics, you don't vote that much. If you're super interested in politics, you vote all the time because... Mm-hmm. That's what you care about. And then we stop wasting all of this money with our political parties fighting each other. Yeah. Like when I hear that, you know, they're out spending money during the campaigning season uh, on advertisements that slam the other side. That is just it just blows my mind. And maybe it's actually maybe it comes from. Um, I'm co-director of a music networking night that started here in Vancouver six years ago. The Mix. The Mix, yes. And we're currently about to expand and and start chapters. We'd like chapters right across Canada. The first one we're going to do is in Toronto. Mm -hmm. The year after, we're going to do one in Montreal. But our goal is eventually to get them right around the the globe. Right. Um, But what our whole thing is, it came from when I moved from... Nova Scotia to BC. I knew that I wanted to work in music, but I had only worked in dance and I had no sweet clue how I was going to get started. And so what had worked for me as a dancer was connecting with my community. And a lot of my successes came from being part of this community unit and collaborating with other dancers and other choreographers and uh, and other artists in general. Mm-hmm. So when I got to BC, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find my people and they will help me figure out this puzzle that I <laughs> want to take on. And what I found when I started going to different events and connecting with different artists or going to shows or keynote speaker addresses type thing, I found there were a shitload of contests in the industry. Like and that it was really, yeah, like anything where artists compete for some sort of a prize oh, or position other. or, yeah. Right. yeah. So, I mean, it's great for the venue and it's great for the audience, but... <clears throat> not so great for the artists themselves. It was pitting people against each other. And uh, so out of that, I, I saw a need for something different. And so I partnered with the Spencer Welch Vocal Studio. They are the presenter right, right. of the night. And, uh, They're and then, actually, Spencer's uh, probably one of the uh, best, if not the best, in Canada. Definitely not, in Canada. Right? Yeah. yeah, and one of the best in the world, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would too. definitely agree with that. Yeah. yeah, he's he's incredible. And he was it was incredible to get him on board with this event. That's right. It, it really uh, just gave us a lot of credibility right out of the gates to be associated with such an amazing studio. They're like a, a premier, like a banner primary sponsor, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they right. are the presenter. The we, presenter, we also right. have sponsors as well, but yeah, Spencer's Studio presents. Wow, the that, that's awesome. Event. And you um, brokered that? 
Yeah, yeah, it was it was my love child. Although I mean, it's it's grown to be much bigger than than just me. You know what I mean? See, Baron, this is why we like you. You're humble. Well, you're also you. very hardworking. You're thank an entrepreneur. You. But anyway, that being a part of this, especially for six years, and always looking for ways that we can expand and include more people like the the basis of what we're up to is what is possible if we start working together Mm -hmm. you know if we stop the judging if we stop the fighting against each other if we stop the uh needing to rank you know what i mean (laughs) what what becomes possible and i can tell you in terms of our event like I would see if I went to other contests, the bands would be hating on each other or um, just this great divide between them. And then at our event, I hear people, you know, talk about you have a great sound and it's similar to to ours. Let's collaborate on a song or let's do a show together. We'll split all the overhead. We'll split the profits. Right. Or I worked with this wicked photographer and I think that your style is similar to ours and he has great rates or whatever it is and here's his card. None of that was happening in the contest world and all of that is what happens at the mix. Because it's a hub. Because yeah, well, yeah. we we also there's no there's no judging there too, right? We book seven different bands to just play short fifteen minute sets, and then we book five people who work on the industry side of the game to promote their business, and it's all just about what is possible when we work together, right? So I've spent <laughs> Baron, all this I'm, I'm time. Jealous. I'm jealous of how awesome this idea is. Thank you. I just want to Thank tell you. you. you know? Well, I've spent all this time thinking about it, and then I look at our political system, which is how we got to this conversation. Right, right, exactly. And I'm like... Nice roundabout, by the way. Man, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could start approaching our politics and how we are creating our country mm-hmm. with this mentality of what is possible together? Like, if we took all of that money that our political parties spend fighting each other... Yeah. And and all of those salaries even like I believe there's enough people that are passionate about what goes on with our country that they would do that job for free. And then we could put that money into resources like healthcare and education. And well, here's here's an interesting thing It's just like, why does it cost on average between 60 in Canada, at least like 60 to 200 million to, to gain a position that pays Four hundred and thirty thousand a year, if that. Less well, than and that. just think of all the Why? other things that we could be building with those, with that funding, right? Right, but like, like really, like that begs the question: like, why are people like there is no business on the planet or in the history of man where you pay more to get involved into something that pays less? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. We're both artists, right? Right. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. But you hear what I'm saying, right? Like, like clearly, the, I think to um, to have your idea function yeah. and to be instituted as, okay, this is the new method, we need to cut people off of the teat immediately in Ottawa. We need to separate advertising and lobbying money from a political fund that's already set. Like where it's like, okay, you guys get a million dollars. How you guys choose to spend it, that's up to you, okay? You have, you're an official party, you get a million dollars. This is how you're going to go about it. That way the Green Party can actually function on the same level as the Liberal Party or the Party de Quebecois or like, uh, you know, the conservative cocksuckers or whatever the fuck. You know, <laughs> the same thing. It's just the, the same way it goes about they have, they have these such 
crazy differences in financial um, advantage. It's just insane to have the the play, like the quote unquote level playing field, uh, which is not at all in Canada. Where it's like, okay, here's Green Party, which represents zero point zero point eight or whatever zero point zero 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 eight percent, and then like the Conservative Party, which is thirty seven point eight percent, and then that's our quote unquote majority. Like that's that's insane that thirty seven percent of the vote is is the majority. That's like we need to change that up. Right. I don't know. This is the way I feel. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, I. Th- it's hard to say. I think. I think the bottom line about um, making change in that arena mm-hmm. is what exists in our society in general. Even is what people choose to believe in. So to answer the rapid fire five question, <laughs> writing or performing, you did performing. You, you chose performing. Yeah. Okay. We were there a long time ago. Well, that, that was good. <laughs> that was good. I'm, I'm glad. You know. This is like the marathon, <laughs> not the rapid fire. Marathon right. fire. Let's do these next uh, These next three. We'll do them actually rapid fire. Okay. Although I just want to say, even though we went off sidetrack there, that's very important, the discussion we just had. It's very important for us to discuss political measures like that because oftentimes people of our generation are, are viewed as being either so uh, uncaring or just the apathy that we show is just so high that that uh, the generations that are actually controlling things right now ahead of us, they're they're actually just like, well, they don't give a shit. We'll just do well, whatever. Well, they're not speaking our language either. They don't. They don't even know how to set up their own email. Fuck them. Well, even, I, like, even it, when you see the election come about, even from a design standpoint, um, the advertising tactics that they're using are not speaking to our That's generation. Right. The signage is not designed to speak to our generation. <laughs> like it's, it's they they then go on about how terrible it is that youth don't want to be involved. But it's like almost none of these parties are actually speaking to this That's audience. Right. Yeah, no, I totally understand. And even we we have a, a high school show where we talk to talk about. Um, practical ways to live your dreams and demystifying success and the whole show is done through my original music and dance and and we have a a large screen too it's 16 and a half feet across by nine and a half feet tall and we project visuals on it that are interactive and educational oh you're talking about your show this is it talking about this is it yeah the high school show but we keep getting this overwhelming response from the students and teachers coming up and saying you know we've had no other assembly show that has had this kind of reaction that the kids are even up on their feet they're dancing they're participating and they're learning as they're doing it right and it's like the only thing that I can speak to about that is that we're speaking their language, mm-hmm. that they're absorbing the message because we're giving it to them through music and dance and through multimedia. Yeah. Right. So I just think if if you want to include people in the conversation, you need to speak their language. Like they're not showing up in a suit and they're not just being like, we're going to watch this PowerPoint yeah. information. My opponent's policies are reprehensible. And it's very, very important that you understand that not only my constituents, but like these fucking guys try to address people that are like, like even the idiots in the crowd that are like yellow, yellow, bitch, yellow, <laughs> like those kind of people. It's like I don't know if those people are at political. Ah, oh, they're idiots. Let's be real. No, they're there. No, they're there. <laughs> they're there. They're there. They're at conservative parties. <laughs> 
<laughs> Russell Brandt has an amazing rant on on politics and yeah. why he doesn't vote. I think it was on the BBC. Baron, we covered it. You want to bang him out? We already know it. We, <laughs> we already know that. He's really smart, though, and funny. He, well, look, I'll try to get his He's number. He's not as cute as Jax Teller, though. I'll try to get his let's, number for let's you. Let's be real. All right, are you ready for this? Rapid yeah. fire. Three. Three, two, three questions. Ready? Here we Kay. go. Surrounded by people or surrounded by nothing? People. Surrounded by people? Definitely. So you're like way more, you gotta, gotta have the, the social butterfly energy. I talk a lot. I don't know if that's been obvious. <laughs> I don't know. We can't really get you to open up about anything on this show, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what it is. A closed uh, book. You're, you're hilarious. Okay, here we go. Uh, a great flaw or a bad quality? A great flaw. Example. Example. Um, well, I think some of... <laughs> Caring too much. No, no. Um, oh, the the space in Madonna's teeth. Oh, a diaspora. Yes. I, I didn't know it was called that, but yes, yes. Because yeah, I, I think it's chick. really inspiring when you see, especially um, someone who... I mean, it would be very easy, I'm sure, for Madonna to go to a dentist and have some veneers put on or whatever, maybe have her teeth <laughs> fixed to conform to the the norm. But that's become one of her things. And just by her embracing it, it's like made it this cool thing. And, and I think that's much more inspiring also for her fans too, right? She like I think pretty much everyone has something that they would change about themselves if they could. Well, she reinvents herself so often. I think like this year she's a dragon or something and she has like... Uh, some some kind of magical quality. She's a dragon. I don't, I don't know. She it. she totally changes herself every year. Like last year, she was a zebra. Now she's a dragon. What do you mean she's a zebra? I don't get this. I mean, like she. Have you not seen recent photos of her? Maybe she not. She was last in the Hobbit. She was Smog, the dragon. Oh. Crickets. Like literally a dragon. Come on, slow her down. There's no way she's a dragon. I'm just saying she's reinventing herself all the time. <laughs> her and her diaspora <laughs> in her teeth. So she never was a dragon and she never was a zebra. No. That's Baron, too bad. What am I got? What I got? I'm throwing out. Uh, I don't know. She could have like channeled are you the suggesting... energy of a dragon and maybe she's got like all <laughs> these like crazy like headdresses and she like... turns into Bruce Lee. She's like, I am a dragon. She could be. Okay, are you ready for the fifth and final question? Now that you've explored your naivety to the Madonna info. Here we go. Uh, would you rather explore the ocean or explore space between the teeth of Madonna? Ocean. Ocean for sure. Space scares me. Why Why explore the ocean? Um, why explore the ocean? Well, I guess I know more about the ocean, so it seems like a safer place to explore and have some fun what you know more about the ocean than space yeah why you know more about space yes i'm not even from this planet i'm from mecca 5 downtown actually <laughs> but mecca 5 it's a beautiful place but the reality is the the majority of the ocean we can't even travel to but we can travel to some of space so even though we physically can't send manned vehicles and everywhere in space, we can send satellites. I bet you there's more of space that we can't travel to than ocean. <laughs> that's like not even a. That's not even a bet, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously, that that's very. Well, obvious. you were saying we can explore some of. Some of, but not all. 
I'll tell you this. I love space, obviously, but I love the ocean. If we were going to go anywhere, I, th- I hope we go to the Marianas Trench. And maybe that's where Josh Ramsey's house is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. Shout out to Josh. Okay. How about this? Have you had Josh on the show? No. His birthday is coming up. What, I think what, it's this weekend, actually. Is it? We should probably have Josh Ramsey of Marianas Trench on the show. That would probably make a lot of sense, seeing as how we have Baroness on the show. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? They've been killing it. I have uh, I have some uh, questions for you from listeners. Okay. Um, both the natural listening audience of the podcast and maybe some of your listeners. Who knows? It's all anonymous. So we're going to go through some questions. Okay. Okay. One of our favorite parts of the show here is involving the audience. So question Excellent. the first. Baron, what's the worst job you had growing up? Worst job. Yeah. I've had a few of them. Um, hmm. Come on. It's so tough to know which one's the worst. Did you ever work in fast food? No, but I did work as a magician's assistant for a little while. This was one of your worst jobs? I mean, some of it was was fun too, but the worst element of the magician job was that I wasn't just, I was hired as the dancer slash assistant. Right. That was your, your roots where you came up. That, yeah. That was actually <laughs> the first job I got when I moved to BC was this one with the magician. So you're an assistant, right? Like at one point, like during the like, tricks and stuff. Yeah. Like so gets cut up and so, uh, tied I got up and chained up. And tied up and chained up. I got a question. Is there a hierarchy between who gets to be the legs and who gets to be the head? Like, if, How do you even know that there is a legs and head? What um, if it's all me? Um, I, I just am using... <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Is it you? Do they really <laughs> chop you in half? That's crazy. What? <laughs> can't believe I'm learning this right now. That's why. Um, is there a hierarchy, though, between Well, that? I was born with... Wait, wait. Just so you don't reveal the secrets. All of my internal organs on one side of my body. So it means that I can actually be cut into on the left side. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? I was blown away. I can't tell the secrets. I was like, Madonna's a dragon? What? I was just <laughs> so into it. <laughs> she could be a dragon. I swear it's possible. But uh, just She's that. She's aging like a dragon. Is it just because you didn't like dealing with carnies? Is that what it was? Oh, no. I was going to say. So with the magic act, the, the part of the job that was the worst was I would have to teach <coughs> a volunteer how to make cotton candy like before the show we'd get volunteers and there was a concession stand so we'd have to make like over a hundred bags of cotton candy with a different volunteer every show and I don't know if you've ever made cotton candy before. Never. Have you? Okay. No. It's really, you, you, it's this machine that fans out sugar. So you take this like. You mean like the cauldron looking thing? Yes. Right. Yeah. And you need to pour the sugar into this one part and then you put this, uh, this like spoonful of this super high concentration flavor <laughs> slash color into it. And if you spill that anywhere, your hand is like bright red or fluorescent purple for like a minimum of a week. Show me your hands right now. Do you have? They're, they're clean right now. You don't have I any? haven't made cotton candy you know, in a while. Li- lifetime stains? No. And if you pour the sugar in at the wrong angle or slightly in the wrong spot, it comes back at you like you're in <coughs> desert storm. What? Of, of cotton candy land. Like the Sahara. It's terrible. That's horrible. It's terrible. So that's why I made it a bad job. So yeah, I can't. I can no longer eat con candy. I can't handle the smell. There were some times that I'd come out of that room with the volunteer, and I'd be just covered in cotton candy. I'd have dye everywhere. There'd be cotton candy in my hair. But you got red and purple hair right now. You have red hair, the color of a Coke can, if not 
darker and purple hair similar to my little pony esque purple are you a, an expert in my little no pony? no but i did watch this documentary on bronies have What's you heard of this brony? you've never heard of this phenomenon I know what a jabroni is a jabroni <laughs> obviously come on you smell it uh the uh the bronies um are a a subculture in society right now uh, i watched this documentary on them this is how i know about them and uh they're like guys that are into my little pony no and they're called bronies no yeah specifically the newest my little pony which is like my little pony marshmallow drops or whatever the fuck it is and um it's insane it's like it's not a joke it's not like an ironic thing like yeah i'm into my little pony blah 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 it's like no these guys are like how old are these guys uh all ages like from like 50 to like fucking 12 like young dudes that are into it and and what do they do with the ponies uh they just really enjoy the the quote-unquote message like you should check it out it's, it's on netflix What's the message it's called bronies on netflix you should check it out well now i have to it's like super intriguing like well, what's was, the message i want to know what the pony message is um the message is that uh friendship is like important and you should be able to take care of the people around you and it's fun and it's bright and it's colorful. And I guess that, I don't know. Like I, I watched this documentary at like three in the morning one time and, uh, I, I was just like going through Netflix and I was like, what the fuck is this? And yeah. some like bronies. And I was like, I'm going to watch it to make fun of these guys. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, okay. You're you know? like buying My Little Ponies online. No, well, well, no, but I, <laughs> I, I want was, the marshmallow one. <laughs> I wasn't as uh, aggressive as when I pressed play initially. I, I was because I was ready to like they hate all over it. They full on enrolled you. Yeah, no, the... I, I, because because it, it goes, it, it kind of like parallels. Um, weirdly enough, it parallels like uh, sexual um, rights, like like gay rights and transgender rights and whatnot. The ponies do, or the movie does. Uh, the movie does because it's it's essentially like. If you parallel civil right movements like those, like like uh, of minorities, like like the blacks in like the the fifties and sixties and seventies, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then like you kind of par- like parallel that with like the gay uh, civil rights movement in the last couple decades, and then that with you know now why is it wrong? What, like why is it okay to hate anything? Really, is the question of the documentary. Right. And it's like these guys like this show; they just like it. And they get called gay and fag just for liking these ponies. And so I was watching it because I was ready. I wasn't going into it like a, like a, um, like a anti-homosexual like uh, attack. Like I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to call these guys fags. Let's press play. It was more like, what the fuck is up with these guys? But then it just explores that whole mentality, which is like, why do you even have that mentality? Why are you like, what the fuck's up with this guy liking a quote unquote girl show? Why is it a girl show? Why? And it's like. Oh, because there's pink and purple as the primary colors? Why is that even gay? That's then, cool. Right? It makes you question almost your own right. values and so, what they're attached to. Yeah, so it's like 3 a.m. me. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is actually, this is pretty smart. And so now I, I now I bring it up and I'm like, hey, you guys should check out this documentary. It actually makes you less hateful, less nice. spiteful. You know? I hope the theme song to the documentary is genuine. It's like, what? what? Ride my, riding, my pony, pony. <laughs> my saddle, waiting. And there's like boom. little ponies going across the boom, street. Boom, boom, boom. I okay. feel like that would make it cooler for them, no? I 
first of all, most of those kids would be like, who's genuine? And then you'd be like, oh, that would break your heart. And you'd be like, oh, Timbaland produced them. They're like, Timbaland, I know Timbaland. And you're like, oh, again. <laughs> I love Timbaland. So anyway. there you, you go. Uh, ne- this next question comes in via Twitter. Are you ready? Yeah. Would you rather be attacked by spiders or attacked by snakes? Why are neither option positive? <laughs> <laughs> it's never positive on this show. It's always like, do you want to cut off your arm or your leg? Go ahead. <laughs> that, that's what all the Spiders questions are like. Spiders or snakes. Yeah. Is one more deadly than the other in this hypothetical um, scenario? I, if it's up to me to decide, I'm going to say that snakes are more deadly. Oh, the spiders are more creepy crawly. Worse. You can probably feel them crawling up your arms right now. Yeah, that's really bad. We just had an ant problem, too, in my house, and it was like, so the spider thing is, like, really fresh mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid to go to sleep in, in my room because I was like, what if the ants crawl on me? Okay, I got a crazy story about ants for you, okay? Is it going to give me nightmares? I was sick. I was probably about eight years old. I had a can of pop uh, before I went to bed. Uh, that I stole from the pantry, even though because I was sick, I wasn't supposed to have pop, but I was just thirsty, and so I drank this can and of you're pop. A kid. <laughs> yeah, and I was a kid, obviously. So then I just like left it on the the nightstand when I fell asleep, and then when I woke up, I went to take a big slam of, of this flat pop now because I was super thirsty because I was sick, and uh, I took a big slam, but it didn't taste right, and I was like, "Ooh, this is gross." So I went to turn on the light to go spit it out, and I spit it out, and there's a bunch of ants in the pop. <gasps> Because the ants had gotten into the pop as it was opened. Yep. Wait, the, was the pop was already open when you grabbed it? Well, I took a few drinks before I went to bed. And then uh, I fell asleep. And then uh, uh, when I went to go take a slam in the so dark. you could feel the ants in your mouth? No, it was just like, the best way to describe it was like you drank it and then it was liquid, but it wasn't quite right. That's all I could say. And then I was like, what the fuck? So I went to the bathroom to go spit it out. And when I turned the lights on, I spit. It was just like you see ants in the Coca-Cola. It's definitely going to give me nightmares. Enjoy. I'm never going to drink anything in the dark again. Enjoy, Baron. That's the story for you to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, This next question. uh, We'll do this last question here. Um, uh, If you had to totally jump. Oh, this one comes in via Facebook. Okay. I don't talk like this. If you had to totally jump (laughs) in another genre, which one would you choose? It comes in via Facebook. We were talking about my genre earlier and right. it being uh, not super easy to define. So are we going with the genre as alternative pop? Yeah. Yeah. So if that's your genre currently. So we're, uh, the, the mixtape has six songs on it and three of them are originals and three of them are responses to other people's work. Uh, I also have a 10-song album coming down the pipe as well. Mm-hmm. And the the album is almost like a cross between dancing and, and sprinkled or seasoned with a little bit of industrial. I like industrial. Yeah, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for You, you worked with uh, Dave, uh, Dave Ogilvie yeah. uh, on this uh, project. Uh, A.K.A. He, Rave. That's right. He mixed uh, quite a few songs on the mixtape. Yep. Yeah, and he's uh, he's done a lot of work with Trent Reznor, who like I've had nails. A, a musical heart on for forever. That's right, obviously. And uh, yeah, Rave also worked on the Antichrist Superstar album with Marilyn Manson. But then he's also worked on a ton of pop, too. So mm-hmm. really, it's like the perfect 
person for me to work with because right. I'm inspired by both of those arenas and they yeah. both kind of bleed into you embody my work. Both, both of those qualities. So thank you. That's cool. So what are you saying? Industrial is where you want to go? Well, it's funny. Some of my producers and like we were talking about Jeremy and Cal, who's in uh, Left Spine Down, Frontline right. Assembly and Delirium. Shout out to uh, Kane DeLay from yeah. Left Spine Down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those guys are on the road right now. I think they're in Europe, actually. I think so. Yeah, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I said that to Jeremy and he was kind of like, your music is not industrial. <laughs> but their music is like very industrial, right? Yeah. So Well, I was playing Combi Christ before we started here. And I was just like, just like, fuck you in a vase. That's a wicked song. Are you ready to play the best part of every single episode we do, which is the most fucking famous segment we do, which is too offensive. Yes. But I'm Everyone's a little scared. favorite game. You're a little scared. As long as you don't release spiders onto me, I guess I'll survive. Come on. Ants in your Coca-Cola. Uh, so for those of you listening at home that have never played this game with us, on Intergalactic Interviews, we play this game, Too Offensive, and what we do is we ask two questions to our guest, and the guest can respond with either the actual answer or, in lieu of that, if they feel it's too offensive, they can say the words too offensive, which gives the audience an idea that there's something to be said there, but uh, gives them an out as well. So, it's basically, it's up to you to police yourself, how open you want to be with your fan base and your listeners, etc. So, just to let you know, we kind of usually start the, the questions off. We'll throw you a little underhand, you know, a little t-ball. Okay, a little warm-up A little warm-up. I'm like, oh, like, look how far it went. That's amazing. And then we'll throw you... Mildly offensive. <laughs> mildly offensive. <laughs> totally. And then we'll throw you a little knuckleball, and uh, we'll see how it goes, okay? So, uh, question the first. Are you ready? Yeah. Would you rather give up music forever or turn your back on your version of God forever? Turn my back on my version of God. Well, you didn't even hesitate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm kind of an atheist, so... That's okay. Same I think if you were super religious, that um, that might be a tougher question. Although, you know what? I don't know. Maybe this is cheesy, but I I do almost feel like music is my religion. I don't think it's. I think if you devote the amount of time you put into music when you're professional, you know, like uh, uh, I can recognize the professionalism in that you you carry yourself in. It is a religion because you have to wake up and think about it all day. You're you're totally putting energy into it. You're devoting yourself to it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if we just remove the word music and put like Judaism or something, people would be like, oh, so you're Jewish. You know, like it it would just be the exact same amount of energy. It's totally a religion. It's an institution into it of itself. You know what else too? I I feel like I, I misinterpreted the word faith until just recently. And when I rediscovered it it was through music right because faith is really just like believing in something like a certain kind of belief right in in something and and i think i was relating to it before as as faith meant like belief in god or belief in mm-hmm. in a religious sort of uh view yeah and then i realized it's like no like what i have to have in my music project is faith Mm-hmm. You know, I have to be the one who believes more than any other person on the planet that things will hit, that, you know, opportunities will come about, that the business will 
make enough to cover its expenses <laughs> and for me to uh, make enough to survive even at yeah. this point. You know what I mean? That I rediscovered um, the word faith. That's very, very well put. I appreciate you saying that because a lot of people fine. listening are in the industry right now and they need to hear things like that. Oftentimes in North America, faith is so often used um, synonymously with uh, Judeo-Christian religions. Right. right? So it's very That's easy. all it meant to me right. before. Right. So it's very easy to, to totally associate it with only like a, a traditional religion. Uh, but when you say faith, uh, it's just like hope. If you like hope. You know, nowadays people might be like, oh, Obama, Obama had hope. (laughs) Like, really, the idea of hope is that it's the idea that local and global events will be constantly improving. That's hope. Well, even I think faith, you should use it primarily for belief in yourself Mm -hmm. or to inspire belief in yourself because nothing is going to come about if you aren't the first person to believe in in yourself or the idea that you're putting forward, whether that be you know, like myself as an artist or in any other arena. Right. Well, you know what? You you have this way of uh, breaking it down in a way that's like very realistic to to people that are listening right now. I, I think I like so. Thanks, man. Well, this is supposed to be too offensive. And here you are just knocking our socks off. <laughs> I'm super impressed with that. So that, that, that's pretty good. Are you ready for the knuckleball? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Question the second of two offensive. Uh, Baron S. Uh, when was the last sexual encounter you participated in, i.e. bang out? <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. It's close to getting it too offensive. You can, you, by all means, I'll remind you. you too offensive. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We I think... Uh, I think it's more classy to not kiss and tell. There you go. You already gave us the two offensive, so that's fine. We'll, we'll You're just happy that. because I sang it, right? Well, you get bonus <laughs> points. Yes, and there are bonus points, and you have a point total at the end that we give you. And, Ooh. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty good. You gave us the sample voice, and uh, you're a very strong singer, obviously. That's why you're on Thank the show. You. So. Thank you. Uh, I thought you of, had me on just to sing too offensive. Come on, That's yeah. Gonna be the, this was the all new about too offensive yeah. theme song. I just wanted to find <laughs> out your sexual history. Let's do this, you know. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. If people wanted to follow you, they could follow you by visiting your website. Correct. Stop yeah. me when I'm wrong. Baron B A R R O N hyphen S dot com. Yep. Correct. And a hyphen is like a dash opposed to an underscore. That's correct. Correct, because if you want to follow MD, you follow me at MD underscore Boomsday uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Isn't it weird how the underscore became so popular, yet the dash, not so much? Yeah, dash and hyphen have to fight over which one they actually are, dash and hyphen. Dash and hyphen are the same. Are they? Yeah, they're the middle one. Are they really, though? Yeah, they're really Really? the same. The underscore is the low one. Dash and hyphen is But just... Baron, are they really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're really. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I believe hyphen is the official term for it. Oh. And dash is like how, like, you know, a zero people say O, you know, yeah. for a two. It's still a zero, but. Don't you know? It's yeah. Like, it's... it's like the slang for hyphen is dash. Yeah, it's super Midwest to say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, other places that people can find me, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, the the end of the handle is Baroness Music. That's right. 
And then also we're doing a hashtag campaign across those three different for, um, oh right I really media formats I really like this campaign it's Thank hashtag you. adventures of yeah yeah so we really want to invite people along on the adventure with me because um, especially being an unsigned artist there's a lot of risk there's a lot of <laughs> problem solving there's a lot of challenges there's <clears> a lot <throat> of embracing the unknown mm-hmm. and somewhere along this journey I realized that those things are basically the definition of what we consider an adventure to be. Right. So even though we often look at, you know, having a lot of problems or um, the unknown um, (laughs) or risk as being something really negative, it's actually what partly makes our lives exciting. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And if you went to an adventure film and people just had a nice dinner and then they had a nice sleep afterwards, you'd go back to the box office and ask for your money back. And people are following this all over. So if you guys want to go ahead and join in on the the actual adventure of it, uh, just simply type in hashtag adventure of um, either in Instagram or Twitter. Uh, or anywhere where hashtags are supported. Yeah, and you can take part in our adventure that way, or you can also tell us about your adventure. Like we've seen people do adventures of cat ladies, or oh, cool. adventures <laughs> of twerking, or adventures of road trips. The adventures of cat legging, cat legging, cat legging, cat jeggings, <laughs> <laughs> cat dennings. Uh, the adventures. I want to see cat jeggings. Yeah, cat jeggings. <laughs> Imagine putting that on. My cat's huge. It would never work. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I uh, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, you guys should definitely check out hashtag Adventures of Follow Baron. Go and download her mixtape. Yeah, I check fucking out the love mixtape. We're gonna listen to my favorite song on the mixtape, which is an original. It's not a response. It's an original, and it features Omar Khan. Uh, it was also co-written by him, and he's super talented. Omar Baron is equally talented. Thank and you. she's fantastic and lovely, and you guys should all follow her. You didn't tell them what the song's going to be called. I was about to break it down, Baron, right there. That was the spot right there. That was where underscore I would have been, right there. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, you should all check out this song. It's called What's Up? What's Up? And uh, it's actually one of my favorite. I love how it goes, it's all good. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, so when you're having like, a bad day, you dude, just listen to the "It's All Good." It's part been over stuck over in my head for so long. So, it's should all we good. should we tell them what the uh, responses are? We didn't mention that already. Oh, uh, oh, the um, the the Mike Posner one. Yeah, which is uh, so Mike Posner had a track called "Cooler Than Me." Oh, right. And we do a response, so it's called Cooler Than You. That's right. And then the second one is a response to Kanye West's Gold Digger. Money. Yeah. So yeah, the my especially being in the club for so many hours, my singer songwriter voice like that's that song. The original is fantastic, but my singer songwriter voice every time he would do his verses would kind of be like. <laughs> and this response features the lovely Rachel Ashmore of By Starlight. Yeah, and, and Omar uh, Khan is on there as well, too, yeah. actually. He's my faux Jamie Foxx <laughs> at the beginning. Rachel's going to be on the show in a, a few weeks. We just booked her today. Wicked. So, yeah, that's Wicked. pretty cool. I think she's just coming off from being on tour as well. Yeah. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, another girl's going to be on the show. Hooray. Ovaries. And, uh, yeah. and the next one is a response. Um, it's... Uh, Bad things. Yeah. It is, yeah. So it's from True Blood. It's the theme song to True Blood, which is a, a cheesy vampire show that I have a soft spot in my heart for. Um, 
Yeah, and the the intro to that show is spectacular. Even the way that it's shot, it, I really like that it's abstract. It's not like pictures of your characters doing mm-hmm. thumbs up and their name come across the screen. It's like kids eating beets, and the beet juice is like running all over their face. So it's like reminiscent of the vampire theme, but it's not being so cheesy and in your dun, face. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and then the the song I think is fantastic. It's actually a country song and I'm not a country music fan, so I think it's kind of something that, <laughs> that I think it's such a good song. I think you kill it. It's really well done. Thank you. But I just thought that this song, uh, the hook of it obviously is I, I want to do bad things with you. And I was like, this song is begging for a dance remake. Obviously. And it sounds really good. I think you do really well. Thank you. I think it's quite different than the original. So... Oh, Hopefully I'm, fans of the original we won't offend, but you can't please everyone, right? This is a big shout out to T. Copenes because I know you're a True Blood fan and I know you listen to all these episodes, so you better enjoy this. Check it out. <laughs> She'll be like, oh my God, he said it. So there you go. All right. Shout outs. Ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 please follow Baroness Music. She's fantastic. Thank That's you. all you have to do is follow Baroness Music on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube or anything else. You just follow it all there. Uh, Baron, we're going to listen to What's Up. Right now, if you mix tape, sounds great. You want to say goodbye to these folks? Thanks so much for having me. We are so welcome. It was Come fun. on, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? Let's do this. Bye. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>